Yo, it's Friday. The hat is backwards already. Turn it backwards, Kyle. We got work to do. <laughs> We're talking about California telling residents not to charge their EVs. Netflix going, Netflix going Lux for ad spires. Tongue twister. Tongue twister. <laughs> Netflix goes Lux for ad buyers. And talk about editing a couple of tweets as well. Woo, we just came like in that. hot out of another room. We got up early to be in a clubhouse room. That went long as they always do. And now we're into the live show and we're coming out of this live show into the next clubhouse room in 13 minutes from now. The Ooh. all things used car room by David Long powered by a Sodu. We're going to go in there and talk about some used car things. We have some other things to talk about. We're going to hit you quick hits this morning. Um, hey, if you're not coming to a SodaCon, we're going to say it. A SodaCon.com. Get your tickets. Go. I know everybody's Gotta waiting go. till last minutes. And they're still buying tickets, but get your tickets so we can make sure there's a lot of cheesesteaks for you. <laughs> we there got go. Auto Collabs launching two new episodes today. Uh, Nathaniel Grecklick, super fun. Brian Ortega, super fun. Two insanely great content creators in automotive. And I would just say not even even outside automotive. They're great content creators as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And so these, these guys, I'm telling you what, <laughs> you got to follow them. I don't care if you're in or outside of automotive. You got to follow Nathaniel Grecklick and Brian Ortega on all the platforms. Actually, you can go to BrianJOrtega.com and watch all his videos. They're nuts. It's Out, outrageous. They're outrageous. They're yep. outrageous. Hey, we got a couple of the, the three news stories. But first, um, you know, Kyle and I have been on calls all week long with dozens and dozens of dealers and industry partners. And uh, without one to share a little bit of like what we're learning and feeling, there's something different happens when you're on a private Zoom call with someone, yeah. not on a live podcast and not in a room with 50 other people, but when, in a room with one, two or three other people that you start to understand even in a more deep way, the essence of what drives the retail automotive industry. And let me just tell you this. It isn't cars. It's not cars. It is it's it's everything it's almost everything but it's like the the level of attention that they have for like business operations for caring for their people for understanding the economics of scale it's it is i mean we're literally talking to Darren Doan yesterday and he's like imagine starting a business and tens of millions of dollars are going to flow through <laughs> that business on a daily basis but you're only allowed to really kind of be local throw that out to someone <laughs> you know like <laughs> The, these these operators are doing things and they're thinking about their business in, in ways that anybody in any retail organization organization can think about. I mean, I'm talking to David Long and he's breaking down the dynamics of inventory uh, that's on ground, in pipeline, uh, on order and figuring out how to manage those business entities on a daily basis. Like That's dialed in. I don't know if you've ever thought of that, but wild, wild stuff. Man, uh, some of the other conversations so much focused on people, so yeah. much focused on the heart, cultivating the hearts of the people who work for you, helping them to realize everything they have inside them as their potential, helping them walk through hard times. Um, man, we even, even some conversations with dealers on why they're not taking government money that they are entitled to legally because it's been a strong year and profitability. And they're like, you know, we're, we decide not to take it and other dealers being like, yeah, you know what? We didn't take it either. Yeah, we didn't take it either. And that is not what it seems like if you read the newspaper about car dealers. No, but I think you'd be and, and really then, hard and then pressed two to top find execs, two top execs from cars.com, the president and the founder. So, so Alex Vetter and Doug, Doug Miller, both saying, Hey, look, the sentiment across their platform called dealer Raider 
is overwhelmingly positive for dealers. Right. This like, is a website where you're like, hey, rate the dealer, rate the right. salesperson, rate your experience. That's actually where it's all coming out. Not we're not talking about like the subreddits and the things like that where where you know it can tend to go negative, right? Or the negative right. energy just gets amplified. Dealer Raider is like, hey, it's the customer's chance to talk about their experience in a way that they know the dealer's going to see it, right? Yep. Which is more applicable. So we just wanted to share some of that energy with you today because that is what we're trying to do it as a SODU, right? If we are going to change and not change, if we're going to elevate the culture and perception of retail automotive, more of this needs to get out. You are a big part of it. We're trying to do everything we can to empower you to do everything you can. Let's get into some news. Speaking of doing everything they can. Stop. Segway. Time. For everything they everything. can. Very broad sense. <laughs> very, very broad sense. So California asked residents not to charge their EVs just a day after announcing that all vehicles must be EV by 2035. The American Public Power Association and state energy regulators are asking people to turn thermostats up to 78 degrees. I would melt, by the way. <laughs> Or higher to turn it's down much <laughs> and turn down, um, you know, not turn down on or, or not charge their EVs between certain periods of the day because it's hot in California in the summertime. And Isn't it like uh, 78 <laughs> degrees at all times in California, anywhere where you're no, at. No, 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 no. That's, that's called everywhere. San Diego. San, San Diego. I, my sister lives in San Diego. If you just go like every mile you go inland, like the temperature goes up a degree. Right. It's that's something fair. like that. That's true. <laughs> yeah. um, state officials are pointing the heat wave, reminding people that this is normal for California, meaning you have to conserve energy, conserve power. Governor Gavin Newsom and other officials are also backing a plan that would allocate $5 billion to maintain the current grid instead of improving it. And the plan also it's take includes- $5 billion just to be status quo. <laughs> well, yeah, and the plan also includes relying on fossil fuel power generators to support the power grid. Um, there, we linked up a, um, an article from uh, a, one of the writers at Jalopnik, and I thought it was really uh, appropriate because he lives in California. So it was like the perspective of a professional writer, you know, who writes about cars, who lives in California. Um, another publication, the Times of San Diego, reported that members of California's Air Resources Board continue to question the, also the practicalities of the proposal to ban gas-powered vehicles, raising concerns over challenges. Also, listen to this affordability and equality. So wow. it's like a kind of like you got super practical, right? We need the power to charge them. And then the, the more human interpersonal, you know, socioeconomic challenges of saying like, Hey, if we make this a reality, it's really tough to do that when like the, the average price is like 45 grand. Exactly. And when cost of living is already extremely high in California, you know, I'll leave you, I'll leave you with this. If you don't get the pushback email, you absolutely should. Cause our writer, Chris wrote it like this. He said, telling it like it is clocks ticking California. You've only got 4,504 days until January 1st, 2035. Oh, snap. <laughs> and to quote one of our SOTU investors, David Long living in California isn't for the faint of heart. Ah, got him, <laughs> got him, got him. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of prices that are not for the faint of heart. So Netflix, Netflix is taking big steps touring, toward launching its ad-supported uh, program, ad-supported tier. We talked about this a few weeks ago um, on the show. Netflix is going to start offering an ad-supported version, which is going to be cheaper, but it's not going to be very cheap for advertisers, Kyle. <sighs> Buddy, to see that they are that right, they are planning to charge 
$65 CPM. That's almost double. That's actually over double. Explain CPM for the non-marketers. Yeah, cost per thousand impressions. And typically what you see is a cost per thousand impressions on any OTT or streaming platform, somewhere in the $28 to $33, depending on the platform or the audience. So we're talking over double the CPM that they are currently going to hit advertisers with, and they want to get it to $80 CPM. Now, they're they're touting their audience data and their ability to target uh, specific audiences, but here's the thing. I don't know another platform that isn't touting a great level of audience data, including C, uh, you know data platforms like Amazon. They kind of got some good user data. They got people a little bit every single day. We know right? everything they buy. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's kind of blowing. It's kind of blowing my mind. And and not just that, but they're asking for year long commitments to the ad platforms, similar to like a traditional TV buy. So, you know, it, it's much more akin to like a linear TV buy uh, from both a contract perspective and uh, and the cost per impression. Um, man, I. I just don't see it as, as like a platform that, that a bunch of people are going to be running to at this point. I mean, they're, they're selling the hype. I think, you know, advertisers have been drooling over Netflix's audience, which has been really just totally, uh, totally unavailable to advertisers. Right. So I think it's a new platform. There's hype around it. They have brand power and they're trying to leverage all the brand power. You know, they want a year commitment and that might just be because they don't know how it's going to go. And if you get the year commitment, they want people who are willing, willing to be in it for a year with them. They are limiting any advertiser spend to 20 million, which is a relief because we wanted to spend 40 million, but they said, no, a soda, you can only spend 20 million. So, I mean, it saves a little budget there. And I like what they're doing with the target. They're only going to have four minutes of advertising per hour in 15 and 30 second ad increments, which is a lot less than other streaming platforms. Um, traditional TV, this was, this isn't going to surprise anyone. 23 minutes an hour. So it is almost, you're like, I feel like I'm watching more ads than show. It's like, well, you're pretty yeah. darn close. Launch of their service is slated for 2023, early 2023. So um, maybe you too can see ads on Netflix and know that that company paid a lot of money to get the product in front of your eyeballs. There Speaking you of getting messages in front of your eyeballs. Segway. This is a fun one. This is a fun one. So Twitter is finally, as they've been talking about for years and people have been banging for, starting widespread testing of a new editing function to all Twitter Blue users. So if you don't know hmm. what Twitter Blue is, it's a subscription service uh, for more content that you can get uh, out there. And uh, so uh, you can edit within the first 30 minutes. So screenshots still exist for at least 30 minutes, potentially. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they, they are going to indicate that you have edited them, uh, that the date and including not just edited them, but the date and time the tweet was last edited. So there'll be a little bit of a, uh, an accountability edit, an audit trail and you'll be able to see the edited tweets history. Uh, so, you know, for those people yeah. that maybe misspell or say that thing, eh, it's kind of like a little cheapskate on on the edit history. Yeah, there's there's a cool thing about being like, hey, you got one shot at this. Once you hit send, it's gone forever. Right. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people have been asking for it. Um, I'm not a huge Twitter user, so um, I think it's fair. I think the way they're rolling it out is fair. Hey, you can edit it only for 30 minutes and everyone can see what you did. I like how you called it an audit trail, because if there was not that, if there was not the audit trail, if it just said edited, just think of like the trouble and the mayhem 
you could create. You could literally edit it to say the opposite thing that you said, and it would just say edited. Like, oh, spelling error. It's like, exactly. no, you said the opposite thing. I don't know. Well, Maybe. that happens on other platforms, so who knows? You know, That's true. I don't know. We're done. This is why we don't start social media platforms. We don't do it. We don't do <laughs> well, we're definitely not done this Friday. We know you're not done e either. Heading into a holiday weekend, lots of people got lots of selling, lots of barbecuing, lots of fun to be had. We'll be having fun with you here at a social media.